What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Getting Blitzed with Andrew and Terrain. I'm Terrain. I'm Andrew. It's time to get blitzed. Welcome, everybody. This week is going to be an all-NFL week. We're going to be talking about some recent trades that went down in the NFL uh, regarding Mohamed Sanu, Emmanuel Sanders, and Michael Bennett. We're going to be giving our picks of the week, and this week we are lucky enough to be joined by a special guest. Um, she is uh, in my fantasy football nightmares. She is a co-host of Alcoholitics. Uh, my wife, uh, Katrina, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being there. Now, uh, we did want to have you on for multiple reasons, one of which is, um, in fantasy, this week you're going against me. And I just wanted to say, for the record, on mic, in front of God and the universe, I'm going to fucking crush you. I'm going to stomp you out. In front of everybody, and then I'm gonna bra- I'm gonna make sure everyone knows, and I'm gonna—they're all gonna laugh at you. We're all gonna laugh. Andrew, are you gonna laugh? I'm probably not gonna laugh. It sounds a little. What cruel. the fuck, man? You're supposed to be on my side on this one, dude. No, I'm on Katrina's side. Yeah. I don't want you to win. I'd much rather Katrina win. Nobody wants you to win, Tarion. Why? Is it because I'm an insufferable champion? Yes. You know, it's really sad because you won the championship and now you're in an undefeated run. Uh, no, I lost. Uh, I think oh, I lost, lost like last week. I'm oh. six and one now. Oh, okay, that makes me feel a little better. I still hope Katrina wins. <laughs> I mean, that's rude. That's rude. Uh, Andy, how have you been? What's been going on, my man? Oh, I've been solid. Uh, I haven't I haven't been doing too much terrain. Just kind of just dadding it up. What about you? Just getting your dad on. Just getting my dad on. Oh, you know me, man. I'm just chilling here, doing podcasts, drinking, and having a good time. Katrina, how have you been doing? I'm all right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, like, I mean, I know how she's been doing. I I see her daily. (laughs) Yep. Nothing too exciting. So, um, So, before we get into... Uh, before we get into the topics of this week, Andrew, you told me that you had a super fun surprise um, regarding our endorsement with John, uh, John Lynx. I was really hoping that you're telling me that we're that we're no longer endorsed by John Lynx. Is that is that what this is? Can I celebrate? You you cannot celebrate terrain. Uh, the partnership <sighs> with John Lynx is probably, in my opinion, stronger than ever. Uh, which shouldn't be a surprise to you since you're actually the star of this commercial. Uh, yeah, I mean, just here, roll the tape. All right, folks, here's the deal. We've told you how great John Link's dog jerky is, but honestly, Terrain didn't think that was enough. So he, Craig, and the John Link's marketing team put together an ASMR experience for your listening pleasure. So without further ado... Please sit back and revel in the sound of Terrain enjoying the all-new, all-natural, kennel-to-table, gluten-free, Alaskan Terrier garlic teriyaki jerky from John Lynx.
John Link's dog jerky is no way USDA approved. Consume at your own risk. Do not ingest this product if you are pregnant or trying to become pregnant. John Link's Feed the Primal Beast. Andy, what the f- what was that? That was disturbing. Yeah, yeah, no, what was that? I'm upset. Yeah, I would be a little upset too. It's kind of weird of your husband to record sounds like that, I would say. Yeah. No, hang on a second. Hang it's on. Right. We, I, I we think know we need that... to talk. Ugh. No, hang on, because we know that I, I've been against John Link's since day one. I'm obviously not eating John Link's for the world to hear. I mean, and what was that part about not eating it if you're trying to become pregnant? What is going? What is happening to people who are eating that trying to become pregnant? So I think at this point we should jump into our first topic here uh, regarding <laughs> okay, the, yeah. the regarding the recent NFL trades that have uh, taken damn. place in the past week. So we did have Emmanuel Sanders. He is joining the 49ers. Uh, Terrain, you have the specifics of that deal up, correct? I do. Uh, San Francisco sent 2023rd and fourth round draft picks to Denver, which also included a 2025th uh, round draft pick with Sanders in the deal. Um, so that deal goes down pending a physical. By the way, this article is from like two days ago. I'm sure it actually already happened now. Um, so he is a he is a 49er. Emmanuel Sanders is a 49er, and Denver gets some picks. All right, who do you, who would you say won this trade in your opinion? Which team made out better here? I mean, I guess it depends. I, I think I think uh, Garoppolo definitely needs more targets, and I it, I know it's hard to say that for a team that's six and zero um, that the quarterback needs more help, but the quarterback needs more help. Um, so I think it's good that they have a target like Emmanuel Sanders, who's a seasoned veteran who can um, make stuff happen. Um, I think he's a good addition to the team. I also think, you know, those mid-round picks could possibly come out and be very successful. Uh, so it, it, a team like the Broncos, who are desperately um, looking for some looking for some talented youth, are going to be looking uh, good. Like so, I'd say I'd say dependent on uh, Sanders' play for the rest of the season, you're probably looking at a B for both teams. Yeah, I think I think I would agree with that assessment of the trade. Like I said, I think it's kind of good for both sides. And uh, Garoppolo, while playing pretty well this season, it's definitely evident that he needs another receiver out there. So uh, Emmanuel Sanders, a heavily underrated player, in my opinion. Uh, I have him in a couple fantasy leagues. Tears it up for me, and I got him pretty late. Daddy's fantasy league right now. (laughs) So it's a – I think it's a good trade for both teams here. So I don't know, Katrina, what um, you going to agree with us? I, I think the winner of this trade is really Emmanuel Sanders himself, because uh, he he's a little older. He doesn't have too long left in the league, and the Broncos are not going to be a good team anytime soon. So I think he's really winning here by getting on the 49ers, who are doing very well this season, possibly having a chance to go playoff Super Bowl maybe in the next couple years. So I think he's the real winner here. I think that's a very good assessment of it. I mean, you look at Emmanuel Sanders, a guy who's 32 years old, um, is going leaving a horrible situation um, with Joe Flacco and the Denver Broncos and is going to 
already be on top of a division currently undefeated um, with a quarterback who I, I would say Jimmy Garoppolo is promising. I still don't think he's that great. I mean, you're looking at seven touchdowns, six picks this year, um, but he is completing about uh, almost 70% of his passes. So you you, you are in a, bet, a much better situation and you put yourself in that much of a situation to succeed where you are possibly the number one, if not number two option on the team um, when it comes to passing. Yeah, it's, that's fair. And myself, I've also been a pretty heavy critic of Jimmy Garoppolo's. Uh, I've said multiple times on this podcast, I don't think he's the real deal. I don't think he's as good as everybody thinks he is. And you just read off his stats, seven touchdowns versus six picks. I think he's really a quality of the coach in Kyle Shanahan. And prior to that, the coach in Bill Belichick. So obviously, with that in mind, you want to give him as many playmakers as possible. I agree. Would we, I mean, would it be fair to say that um, part of the success that, uh, part of the, um, like, something that they owe, the 49ers owe their success to is the defense. I mean, uh, this defense has been making up for some, like, you know, offensive question marks, but I mean, they're, they've only allowed 62, uh, sorry, 64 points uh, this uh, this year, I believe that's um, the second uh, the second lowest other than the Patriots. So this defense is pretty stout. Um, so they don't really they're not really forcing the offense to do too much. But I think I think with Emmanuel Sanders, you're going to be seeing maybe a little bit more of a jolt on the offense. Um, and he could also you know possibly free up some others like Telvin Coleman who. Uh, is a very good uh, receiving back. You might be able to uh, see some um, increased numbers with another uh, with a with a receiving threat like uh, like Emmanuel Sanders in the field. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense, and I think you definitely have to credit the defense to their success. Uh, them and the Patriots, the two undefeated teams left in the league, top two defenses in the league. So I think it's evident that defensive championships can be won. And I think that's what both of those teams are kind of going for at this point. Um, I feel like you were looking for the phrase defense wins championships and then just mm-hmm. didn't say it for some reason. <laughs> yeah, essentially. It's kind of happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, he, he could, why didn't he, he could have just said it. I don't know. <laughs> Let's so, move on yeah. to the next trade. Unless anyone has any, any other thoughts about this one. No. All right. We're going to move on to the next trade. Mohamed Sanu will be uh, joining the New England Patriots in uh, in uh, they sent a second round pick to the Atlanta Falcons to get Mohamed Sanu. So, Andrew, I will ask you, who wins this trade? That's that's another tough one. Um, I think I would say the Falcons win this trade. Uh, I, I think Sadu is a good player, and I think he's going to do very well in New England. I think he has the right mentality, and he still has a, a, a number of good years left in him. But overall, the Falcons have two great receivers in um, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, and then they get a second-round pick. Uh, I mean, with the Patriots, it's essentially a third-round pick, but right. th- those early picks are still great, and they didn't really need him to have success in the passing game moving forward. So... I'd say that the Falcons win slightly. I think the Patriots kind of paid a pretty steep price to get him, but I, I think they need him with Josh Gordon moving to IR. 
um, and everything else going on in New England uh, earlier this year with Antonio Brown and Philip Dorsett on and off the field. What happened with him? Was there an issue with Antonio Brown this year? I don't think so. I think you know. Okay. <laughs> At first, I yeah. thought you were talking about Philip Dorsett. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, Katrina, what do you think about that trade? Yeah, I would agree with Andy that the Falcons are probably the winners in this. And like I said, for Emmanuel Sanders, I think Malcolm Sanu is, or Mohammed Sanu Muhammad. is also a winner of this trade. Just because he's going from a Falcons team that is piss poor this year to a definite Super Bowl contender. So uh, it's a good move for him. I, I know he was pretty happy about this. And uh, I think the Falcons are definitely getting more than his value in a second round pick. Yeah, I think I agree. I think the Falcons are definitely getting more than uh, they are giving away in Mohamed Sanu. I really agree with Andy um, on those points of Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones um, are clearly going to be, you know, they're they're clearly the uh, receivers on that team that, that have the ability to make a difference, and uh, they don't necessarily need Sanu to succeed. I mean, to be fair, they're not succeeding with him <laughs> and with anybody over there. Um but I do think that it's I do think that it's it's a good move for um, the the Falcons to grab that second round pick as you said pretty much a third round pick um, and it's great for Sanu who has a shot at a ring you go to the Patriots and you automatically as long as you're on like the, this Patriots with Belichick and Belichick and Brady you have a shot at a ring if you go there so if you get traded there. Keep a smile on your face. You might not like it there, but you have a shot at a ring. You might have to hang out in, you know, Foxborough, but you have a shot at a ring. So Mohamed Sanu definitely finds himself in a pretty good position, and especially when uh, you're looking at um, the New England Patriots who have had issues with receivers, and for the most part, they seem to every so often have to just go with a bunch of no-name receivers and... <laughs> Tom Brady makes them stars for some reason. Like we all were like, oh wow, Chris Hogan's okay? Question mark. So I think that um, a good a good second option, Mohamed Sanu, is um, counter to um, who, um, Julian Edelman, who will be getting still the brunt of the of the receptions. Right. I was gonna say the same thing that Tom Brady is gonna make Sanu look great. So it's just another another plus for Sanu. He's gonna come out of this looking like a star wide receiver. So it's 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 a great position for any wide receiver to be in. They all want to come to the Patriots. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. just said today that it was his dream to play with Tom Brady. So and I think that makes sense. I, I want to I want to put the brakes on the word star. I don't know if he's gonna make him a star receiver. But I definitely think he'll make he could make him look a lot better than he is. I think there's like a bad. there's a history with um, like receivers looking amazing with the Patriots and then going to another team and it's like oh they're not actually as great as we thought they were. I I just think that Andrew, what's up, Andrew? I think you know about that history. Isn't that how Pierre Garcon got to Washington? Or was that nope? That was with that was with Peyton Manning and the Colts. My bad. My bad. Pierre Garcon was good in Washington. Right, but not not okay. Whatever, man. He led the league in receiving like a once or twice, I think. What? In Washington, you guys. He led the in league. receptions. 
in okay. I'm like, I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, okay, in yeah. It looks like well, what, in 2013 yeah. he had 113 catches, um, 1346 yards, five TDs. That was really that's a that year is an anomaly compared to the rest of his repertoire. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he's like freaking Antonio Brown level or anything, but. He, he was he was solid in Washington. I liked him when he was there. Um, but I, I don't think Sanu is really... He's not bad at all. Like, on the year, he has 33 <laughs> catches, 313 yards, a touchdown. Last year, he had 838 yards, 66 catches. So, I mean, I think he's the perfect complement to a Tom Brady offense, and I think he'll do really well. So, I mean, I like I, I think he will. I don't think he'll look like a bona fide star. Like, he's not going to look like a top 10 receiver. But he's going to look like a, you know... 25 to 35 rank receiver. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And I think, I think that's what he, you know, what he can be. I think it's, I think he's going to be definitely playing a little bit above where his normal level would be. And uh, he's going to help the Patriots compete for a title. So he's, he's sitting pretty right now. Things are going well for him. I do think actually, I was just telling Kim this, um, Kim's my wife, super Patriots. I was going to say, who's Kim? (laughs) Who's Kim? Um, so I was just talking to her about it earlier. I would not be surprised if the Patriots are gearing up to make another big splash in the trade market before the deadline comes. Um, they've moved on from Josh Gordon, sit on the IR, and they're waving him. Uh, he basically thought he was ready to come back and play in a couple weeks, so I don't think they were on the same page. Um, and then they just traded Michael Yeah, he did Bennett. monocle emoji. He wasn't... <laughs> yeah. Katrina showed me. He did monocle emoji. He's like, what's this nonsense? Yeah, so he didn't see that coming. Um, and then they also just actually traded away Michael Bennett, which we'll touch on in a minute here. But I, I think with this move, these moves going on, they're trying to free up some kind of cap space for a, a player with a larger contract. For, like, to bring in before the trade deadline? Yeah, like, I, I think they're going to make a play for Trent Williams is my prediction right now. That would make sense. That would make sense. Go get a big... Uh... A great offensive lineman to keep uh, to keep Brady on his feet. That makes sense. That that's just my prediction now. Probably won't come through, but I'm calling it. Well, because you made that prediction, we could almost guarantee it will not happen. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> We're gonna move on to our last trade. Yeah. All right. So there was another trade. <laughs> There was another trade that happened. We're really, we're doing well. There was another trade that happened earlier in the day. Um, The Dallas Cowboys acquired uh, defensive end Michael Bennett from the New England Patriots. I believe it was a, let me just hang on a second. It was a seventh round Uh, pick from 2021. It Um, can also be conveyed as a sixth rounder in 2021. It could turn into a sixth round pick. Um, uh, thoughts on this trade? I think the Cowboys did well in getting this, uh, getting this defensive end. He can be a big playmaker, and I I don't think it's a bad call for them to put another uh, body on the field when they're, uh, you know, they've had some, they've had some good luck and bad luck with defensive linemen, so I, I don't see why not toss him in and see how it, how it goes. Uh, thoughts, Katrina. I kind of think Patriots just wanted to get rid of him. 
Um, All right, Katrina, you're done talking. Thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. He's, go ahead, go ahead. He was just suspended for getting into a fight with a position coach uh, by the Patriots. Um, they have not been playing him very much. Uh, he played 33 def- defensive snaps in the opener. Um, and then in the last two games, he only uh, played a combined 23 snaps. So uh, his stats aren't great this season, possibly because they're not playing him. But I just I, I think they they just wanted to get rid of him, maybe open up some some cap space, like Andy was saying. Yeah, and I think that's a fair assessment. I just don't think it was a good fit from the get go uh, with Michael Bennett in New England. Uh, he hasn't been playing. His stats aren't the best. And at the end of the day, I think he's better suited to play in a Dallas kind of atmosphere where they're probably going to give him more playing time and more opportunities to succeed anyways. But at the end of the day, I, I think Katrina's right. I think they just wanted him out of New England. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I, I do, but I, I would say I'm looking at it from a Cowboys perspective just because I'm obviously a shill, I guess. I'm, I'm super biased about it. But, I mean, if you look at the Cowboys, uh, you know, um, Taco was a failure. Um, Tyrone uh, Crawford is, uh, I believe, was put on the IR. We are desperately in need for someone like uh, Bennett to come in. Um, I like, I think Bennett's a good, um, a good defensive end. Um, he could make some noise. He can rattle some cages of quarterbacks. I think that he has the ability to perform. I think the Cowboys did pretty well getting him at such a low price. Cause I mean, really it's low risk. Uh, why not bring him in when you are currently having, um, injury problems at the position? Right. That makes sense. But if you look back at it, and I'm going to make another prediction here, Terrain. Um, oh, okay. Prediction. He's about to tell us something else that isn't going to happen. <laughs> I don't think he'll be on the Cowboys next season. I don't uh, either. Yeah, if you look back <laughs> at the history, in 2018, he was dealt from Seattle to Philly, uh, 2019 from Philly to New England, and now he's going to chip from New England, uh, New England to Dallas. So he's just not having long stays anywhere. And I don't know if he's a problem in the locker room or he's just underperforming his contracts or they just don't really think he's that great. I'm not really sure what the deal is, but prediction right now is he will not be back in Dallas again next year. I doubt. I mean, I don't think he'll be back in Dallas again next year either. I think he probably is going to want, um, I, I, I don't know, he might want more than Dallas is willing to give. I will admit that because this happened so recently, I don't know what his contract situation is. Um, yeah, but if, he has two years remaining on a restructured contract, so that could keep him in Dallas through the 2020 season. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, let me amend this. In fact, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say now, right now, I will predict he will be a cowboy next year. He will be in a Dallas uniform next year because he's under contract. Will they deal him before the year is out? Possibly, but it also depends on how he plays. I guess we can only sit back and wait. Yeah, for sure. So before we go into our picks for the week, let's do a quick uh, recap-ish of what has been going on in our picks. Now, we all remember that Andrew had a terrible week where he forgot what the save button is. <laughs> and he ended up not submitting any of the picks. 
Um, and then his next week, he, I believe, got five right. So almost like he didn't save him anyway. Uh, but we do have um, the current pick leader on the podcast now in the group of um, the the hosts and the, the significant others of the hosts. Uh, Katrina currently in the lead with 67. Um, then we have Kim and myself tied for 64. And oof, oof magoof, at the bottom of the barrel, we have 52 for our guy, Andrew. Andrew, <laughs> how does it feel to be kind of a straight-up failure? It, it doesn't feel great. Um uh. Especially when yikes. you talk down to me like that, it kind of hurts my feelings. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yipes. I didn't know. I'm sorry. I just thought I was going to keep it real with you. Um, Katrina, you're you're currently up by three um, yeah. but against myself and Kim. Uh, do you think you're going to be able to hold on for uh, another, uh, another eight, nine weeks to uh, seal this up? Yes, I do. Uh, I believe I've been... <laughs> in the lead or tied for the lead Jesus. the entire season. Uh, oh, if I'm not mistaken. I think you've been in the lead. I don't think you've been tied. I think you've just been in the lead. Oh, I thought, oh, I thought there was like she's... one week where Terrain and well, I was tied. I thought you were ahead of the train by like one. Every t- at least one. No, because in the first... No, we in week two... So week one, she had 12 and I had 11. And then in week uh, two, I had 11 and she had 10. Oh, okay. So she was up I by... No, she's up by one. No, no, that's not that's bad math on my part. She was still up by one, wasn't she? No, twenty-two. Twenty-two each. So You're good. that was I think the last time it was tied. <laughs> I do have good news. Um I yeah. remembered my info and I got into my fantasy app. So we're good to go. <laughs> Picks are in, everything's great. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that's good. I would I would uh, update that, like just link it with Facebook rather than linking it with Yahoo. <laughs> yeah, um, that'd be smart. And I also, just in preparation for playing Katrina in fantasy, I wanted to go over, um, I just wanted to pop in and check out one of my fantasy scores this year against the, co- against the co-host of this podcast, who I trounced 150 to 127. Uh, you're not good at anything, dog. I'm just better than you. <laughs> You really don't like when you talk to me like that. I'm so sorry, man. I wish I wish I could stop talking to you like that, but I guess you just got to get better first. I think so, I have more points on the year than you do. I can't hear no, I you don't over anymore. my six. Actually, I can't no. hear you over my six and one record. You fucking loser. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm actually. I think I'm losing people in this. I think people are like losing. They're not like into me anymore. It sucks. All right. Let's go yeah. over our... What do you mean? <laughs> They're not into me. Sexually is what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh. Oh, no, that's totally yeah, yeah, yeah. makes sense. Oh, no, I don't think... <laughs> All right. Um, let's go over our picks for this week. We're going to start with the Thursday night game. Washington is taking their show on the road to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Who do you have? I will start with Andrew. So there, there's two trains of thought here, Terrain. Uh, Kirk Cousins plays terrible in primetime games and in any big game. So there's a chance <laughs> he shits the bed and loses. Yeah. yeah. But Redskins 
also play terrible in prime time. So, and they're also terrible. So I'm going to go with the Vikings in this one. Right, right, right. Katrina, who do you got? Definitely the Vikings. Yeah, I, uh, Andrew, I, I enjoy your, I enjoy your logic, but I mean, Kirk's five and two. And, uh, I'm just saying, if like there's ever a Kirk Cousins game to blow, this is a, this is a this prototypical is a good Kirk one. Cousins I'd, game to lose. I'd say that's, I'd say that's <laughs> accurate. This would be one that he'd blow, but I'm going to the Vikings, moving to six and two. Same. <laughs> um, All right. Next up, we have the Seattle Seahawks taking their five and two record to Atlanta to square off against the one and the six Falcons. Uh, we'll send it your way, Katrina. Who do you have? The Seahawks. The Falcons are really bad this year, so I think Seahawks are going to take this easily. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Terrain? I think the Seahawks are a team that is a decent team in the NFC. Uh, they definitely have growing pain, not growing pain, so they definitely have you know some issues to deal to deal with. But luckily this week, they're playing the dumpster fire of a team, the Atlanta Falcons. It's going to be the Seahawks, and it's not going to be close. Yeah, I mean, I see the Seahawks trouncing him. I don't have to say anything that you two haven't already said. No. So, uh, next we have Philadelphia Eagles taking on Buffalo in Buffalo. Who wins, the Eagles or the Bills? Let's go with Katrina. Now... I think the pick I've gotten wrong most this year is picking against the Bills. Because uh, they're 5-1, and one, which just feels insane to me. Um, but I'm going to do it again and pick the Eagles. Just because I... Like, the Eagles can't be this bad, right? They have to win. They have to have a winning record at the end of the season, I think. Or at least 500. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Andrew, who you got? I've been in the same boat as Katrina. I've been picking against the Bills, and I'm going to pick against them again. Um, they haven't really beaten anybody good, right? Like, they beat the Jets. They beat the Giants. They beat the Bengals. They lost to the Patriots. They beat the Titans. Uh, and they beat the Dolphins. So I have them losing to the, to the Eagles here. Let me tell you something. I, too, have been picking against the Bills all year. And guess what? I've got two words for you. Bill's Mafia. They're not cool with it. I'm not cool with it. I'm jumping ship. I'm picking the Bills to win this game at home. I like it. I like the enthusiasm behind the pick, too. The Bill's Mafia is dope. They Um, are dope. I'm going (laughs) to eat these words when I lose this this pick. Okay, here's the deal, Terrain. If they lose, I get to powerbomb you through a table that's on fire. No questions asked. Absolutely. Sick. Check the Facebook page. Bill's Mafia. Um, also, if I if I win, <laughs> nothing happens. <laughs> no, if you win, you you're just part of the Bills Mafia. Life is good. Nope, I'm part of the Bills Mafia. <laughs> uh, okay, next up we have the underperforming two and five Chargers squaring off against the three and three Chicago Bears in Chicago. Uh, Katrina, who do you have? I, I think the Chargers have been a real disappointment this year, and I'm tired of picking them and having them lose. So I'm gonna go with the Bears this week. Okay, okay. Terrain? I think that's a fair assessment. I'm honestly baffled by how bad the Chargers have been performing this year, but I also don't trust the Bears. So I'm going to pick the Chargers again to beat the Bears. Yeah, and I I feel like I've picked the Chargers every week this year, and they've let me down five out of seven times. So 
I'm going to go with the Bears uh, to win this one, which I really don't like the pick. I don't really like the Bears. I don't think they're that great, but I think they're going to win. <laughs> All right, we have the Cincinnati Bengals. By the way, I'm going to keep calling them that until they win a game. <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals going up against the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, start with Andrew. Who do you got? Uh, I have the Rams winning this one pretty easily. Uh, I think they're going to show how good they actually are. And I think they've been playing a lot worse than they should. And, uh, yeah, I have the Rams just wrecking the Bengals. All right, Katrina? I have the Rams winning as well, but I'm not super confident about this. Just because of the beatdown that the Bucks put on the Rams, I, <laughs> I have no faith in this Rams team anymore. It completely blew my fantasy game that week because uh, I played the Rams D. <laughs> Uh, so what an idiot. yeah, I, what a nightmare. Um, yeah, so I, I'm going to pick the Rams, but I am not going to be surprised if I'm wrong. I, I get it. I get why everyone's like very wishy-washy on this, but I gotta let you guys know they're going against the Bengals. I would say this is as close to a sure thing as there is. I'm going Rams. I'm going Rams big. I think that. Goff's going to get some nice practice in this game. Okay. Yeah, and that's fair. And that's a very valid point. Uh, the <laughs> Bengals are atrocious. Uh, so we have the 2-5 and five Denver Broncos going up against the 4-2 and two Jacoby Brissett-led Indianapolis Colts. Who do you have, Terrain? I, guys, I, I remember when this matchup used to be fun. I remember when you used to, like, want to see the Broncos play the Colts, and now I'd rather, like, eat lead than actually watch the game, Joe Flacco. I'm going to go the Colts. I'm going to go Colts big. The Broncos are a disaster and an embarrassment to the league. And John Elway should really think about a career move. <laughs> yeah, John Elway is not great. Um... You hear that, John? We're calling you out. Come on the podcast and fight me. You bitch. Okay, Katrina, who do you have in that one? Yeah, much to my displeasure, the Colts are doing just fine without Andrew Luck. So uh, I think the Colts are going to win this easily. Yeah, I mean, like the both of you said, Colts win this one. No problem. No, not even a little bit. Um, Next, we have the New York Football Giants taking on the Detroit Football Lions. Katrina... Who you football got? The Lions. Uh, I think, yeah, they're, they're a better team than their record shows, I think. So I think this game versus the Giants will be a good opportunity for them to, to show that they're, they're better than we think they are. For sure. Andrew? Yeah, I football got the Lions as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have them win this one. I mean, they should be three, two, and one with that Packers game. But this is a this is one of those games that you have to win if you want to be in the playoff race at the end of the year. So the Lions need this one, and I think they win it at home. I agree. I think they have the win. Um, I don't really uh, see much of a. I mean, it's going to be a closer one, but I would say I wouldn't be surprised if they won it by you know two ish scores. I'm um, going Lions. Okay. Uh, so then we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers sitting at two and four going up against the three and four Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. Uh, who do you have, Katrina? 
Uh, can one of you answer who is the Titans quarterback? Uh, is it Ryan Tannehill? Pretty I sure believe it's Tannehill. Oh, Ryan yeah, Stanley. Tannehill. Yeah, so I picked the Bucks. Uh, <laughs> just because I don't... <laughs> I don't think that's going to go so well. Uh, we'll see, though. We'll see. How about you, Terrain? Um, I, I mean, honestly, she, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, I was literally going with the Bucks, not necessarily because the Bucks are the, you know, but they're Tannehill. No, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm going Tampa Bay to win the game. Yeah, I know. I mean, like Tannehill's no Jameis Winston, so <laughs> I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, but I also have the Bucks, so... <laughs> Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, Arizona, the Cardinals are going to Nolens to take on the Saints. Andrew, who do you have to win? I think this is going to be the upset of the week. I actually have the Cardinals knocking off the Saints. So um, that's my upset of the week. And I, I think the Cardinals take this one on the road. Wow. I Katrina? What, what do you got? Well, I do want to point out how unbelievable it is that the Cardinals are 3-3-1. Three, three uh, that's, that's just crazy to me. They're not... They shouldn't be that close to even at this point in the season. Uh, but Teddy Bridgewater is 5-0 and oh as a starter. I've got faith in him. I think the Saints are going to destroy. Yeah, I'm going with my... I'm going with my boy Teddy on this one. I think that... Uh, Teddy takes down the Cardinals almost with ease. I, 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 I'm interested in, I mean, that pick of the week, that upset of the week really threw my fucking mind. I don't, I don't have words. I didn't see that coming at all. Uh, I thought it was so simple. Saints. Ooh, I'm going to laugh at you when this doesn't work. It, hey, I mean, when you're back, when you, when you lose 15 straight, sometimes you got to gamble a little. So that's what I'm going for here. Um, yeah. Next up, we have the one and five Jets squaring off against the three and four Jags. Who do you got to reign? Let me tell you something. My man Sam Darnold had a little case of the kissing disease and he was out for a while. But now he's back and he's about to give that kiss of death to Gardner Minshew. I got the Jets winning this game on the road. Okay, who do you got, Katrina? I'm I'm going with Minshew and the Jags here. Uh, I think the Jets had a an easy victory over the Cowboys, but that's not going to continue. I'll punch <laughs> your lights out. That's not going to work against a, a Gardner Minshew led Jags. They're just a better. Are team. you fucking kidding me? <laughs> wow. Yeah. How I long have... did you have? How long did you have that ready to say? You son of a bitch. I was thinking about it. I thought about it a little bit. Oh, man. Uh, That's grounds uh, for divorce. I, I have to agree with Katrina on this one. The Jets are just oh. bad, and they aren't, you know, they're not a good football team at all. So I have the Jags winning this one um, ten by about 10 points. I don't think it's going to, I don't think they're going to wreck them or anything, but I think they win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Um, let's go. Oh, I don't even, I don't want to talk to either of you. All right. So the Carolina Panthers are taking on Jimmy Garoppolo's undefeated 49ers in San Francisco. Uh, you know what, Andrew, I'm going to go to Andrew first. Cause fuck you. Uh, Andrew, who do you have? I have the Carolina Panthers, uh, 
taken down the Niners. The Niners barely beat a Washington team last week, and Washington's awful. So I have the Panthers, who have been playing pretty well, knocking them off. All right, Katrina? To be fair to the Niners, the game conditions last week were absolutely atrocious. I don't think that game speaks to uh, how good the 49ers are as a team. Uh, But I also think the Panthers are going to knock them off this week. I think Kyle Allen's done a surprisingly good job. um, And I almost think they're doing better under him than they would be with with Cam Newton at this point. So Panthers are going to knock the 49ers off. I will agree with Katrina that last week's game essentially took place on a very large slip and slide. Um, but I'm going to say that the Niners are going to win this game and keep rolling on to 7-0. and oh, You guys, Jimmy Garoppolo's the man. <laughs> I mean, I don't actually so believe handsome. that, but I do think that they're going to win. I'll just say that. They're going to win. <laughs> I mean, it's fair. I mean, I can't really argue it. They're 6-0. Oh. Um, yeah. So we have the highly, highly underachieving Cleveland Brown sitting at 2-4. and four going against an absolute powerhouse of a team in the New England Patriots at 7-0 in Foxborough. Uh, who do you have, Katrina? Uh, it's the Patriots, no question, no doubt. Yeah. Patriots, I don't need to have a conversation about it. <laughs> I mean, I want to do another upset, but I just can't. The Patriots are going to win this one, and Browns move 2-5. Two to five, two and five. Yeah. Um, we have, coming up next, we got the Oakland <laughs> Taking on the Houston Texans. Uh, Katrina, who do you got in this game? I got my boys, the Texans. They're going to win it. Yeah, I have the Texans as well. I think the Raiders have been playing surprisingly well. They're like one of those Arizona teams that I don't know how they're as good as they are record-wise, but I have Deshaun Watson just fucking wrecking them this week. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, w- I want to change. I want to pick the Raiders. I really do. Or Sorry, I want to pick the but I, I, I can't. I can't really just, uh, truthfully, it would be just an antithesis pick. I, I'd be picking it because everybody else picked something else. And that's not true to me. I truly think the Texans are going to win this game. And uh, I think Deshaun Watson's going to kind of just trash that that defense in a similar fashion to the way Rodgers trashed it. Yeah, and I, I think that's very possible. Um, so up next we have Sunday Night Football, what I would probably say is the game of the week. We have the 6-1 and one Green Bay Packers traveling to Arrowhead to take on the 5-2 and two Chiefs. Although they're, they are without your boy Patty Mahomes, they still have talent all over the field. Uh, who do you have winning this one, Terrain? Uh, the Packers. They're without my boy, Patty Mahomes, so I'm going to go ahead and go with the Packers. I will say, if Pat Mahomes was playing, I would pick the Chiefs. I'd have no problem picking the Chiefs, but uh, no. I don't think Matt Moore is going to win this game. Are you kidding me? No. What about you, Katrina? Yeah, I, I agree. I I would have picked the Chiefs if Patty was playing, but he's not, and I think he's really the, the heart of that Chiefs team. Without him, they're not... They're not really that great, so Packers are going to kill it. Yeah, I mean, I would also pick them if they had Patty Mahomes, and I'm picking them without him. I have the Chiefs <laughs> winning this one at home <laughs> on Sunday night against the Packers. <laughs> I feel like 
these picks are, could just be traced back to how far back you are. I feel like these picks are just like, all right, I'm not going to catch up unless I just start picking some shit willy-nilly. Here we go. Oh, man. Oh, that's that's questionable. All right. Um, Monday night, we have the Miami Dolphins, who I believe are sponsored by John Link's dog jerky. Uh, going... <laughs> Jesus. Yes, that's a new product line. <laughs> going to... Uh, go Heading to Steel City uh, to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers... Uh, Andrew, who's going to win this game? And by that, I mean, how much are the Steelers going to beat the Dolphins by? I have the Steelers winning this one 24-13 and um, moving the Dolphins to 0-7. Katrina, what about you? I have the Steelers. Also, tell tell either Desmond or Charlotte to pipe down up there. (laughs) It's Charlotte. Uh, I have the Steelers winning this. Uh, Obviously, this game's going to suck. Um, I'm actually Monday gonna, night. yeah, I'm gonna let the Dolphins, I think the Dolphins are gonna put up some points this game just because I think the Steelers are a bad team. So I, my score is 31 Steelers, Dolphins 21. Okay. Um, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers winning this game. The score I put in there is 100 to 0. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't care. I don't care, guys. The Dolphins are a straight-up trash team, and they could be the first team. This probably won't be the game, but they could be the first team to allow 100 points in an NFL game, if that hasn't already happened, which I can't imagine it did. Um, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say that the, uh, that the Steelers win 34-17, um, but they're, oof, the Dolphins are bad. Dolphins are real bad, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's not a pretty sight. Not a pretty sight at all. Um, no. So that's that's where we're at with our picks. Um, you guys heard it here first. Niners are losing. Chiefs are beating the Packers. Come back next week to see how we did. I feel like I'm going to be pretty sad about it. But we'll see oh, I, then. I know you're going to be pretty sad about it. It's going to be hilarious to see how sad you are. So before we sign off, I just do want to give another big shout out to John Link's Dog Jerky. Uh, Some of the best products around, as you heard in the ASMR experience earlier in the podcast, Terrain was absolutely enjoying it, uh, completely loving it. He thought it was amazing. Um, So, I mean, yeah, thanks for listening and thanks for just supporting our sponsor and, you know, support them by supporting us. Right. Also, also, (laughs) Katrina... Uh, I don't think we've ever gotten to introduce you. Well, we were going to do this podcast before, but someone is really bad at clicking buttons like submit your picks or record. Uh, so I don't think you ever got a chance to meet our uh, our producer, Craig. Have you met Craig? No. Oh, oh man. C- Craig, how about you say hi to Katrina? Oh, that's nice. Katrina, he said welcome to the show. He's glad that you were on. Well, thanks, I guess. It's very loud. Yeah, I mean, he's a loud guy. <laughs> he's uh, he's pretty intense sometimes. He's just, he's just enthusiastic, you know? Like, yeah. He doesn't know how to tone it down. He's either in or he's out, and typically he's in. He's really in, especially for crime, uh, if you listen to previous episodes. I have heard, um, I have heard. Yeah, but he's good now. He's he's got he's got great counsel. Rudy Giuliani is his lawyer, and 
he's only gone on television and implicated him in more crimes like four times. So it's fine. Everything's cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Um, please like and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you can follow Andrew on Twitter. Andy, what's your Twitter? Andrew shouted. What's yours, Terrain? Uh, at Terrain Myricks. Uh, Katrina, what's your Twitter? I don't have one. No, but Katrina does have another podcast that she does with me called... Alcoholics. Yep, so you can check that podcast out if you want to listen to um, me get inebriated and talk about politics and her either get drunk and fall asleep or (laughs) be sober and try to keep me steady. Um, Thank you all for listening. We will see you next week. And peace!